y'all. Welcome to part two of our episode with Alex Burton and Brandon Torres. If you guys haven't already, please like, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and leave us a five-star rating anywhere you can. We'd greatly appreciate it. All right, and with that, we'll get into part two. Another question that I had around producing is quoting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think are the most important things like by default that have to be on your quote? And, and do you include, you know, like a buffer? Like we kind of talked about that before, but do you do you say, hey, this is my quote and then say, well, it's probably going to be 30% higher than that. Is there a buffer that you automatically include or how do you go about that? So uh, there's a book that I highly recommend uh, looking at um, and it actually works really well for producing. It's called Gap Selling. Um, and I know I've talked about it like a couple times and I've, I've pretty much have learned to live by it. So I start off in our, uh, you know, they, they say a discovery meeting and everything, you shouldn't be talking money. That's what everybody's, everybody's real taboo about talking about money. But I like to get that out of the way right away. You talk about money immediately. What ends up happening is you set expectations, you set goals, you set the idea for how much they want to ask for. If you pussyfoot around and don't talk about money right away, what ends up happening is that becomes the million dollar project. It becomes something that everybody wants to add more to. But if you start saying, hey, generally, and what I would always do when I quote is I give it. Um, I think you end up yeah. doing more mm-hmm. than you're supposed to. That, if you don't talk more. about money. Yeah, uh, you, that's what default, I'm saying. You end up doing you more up, than you're supposed to. Yeah, you but, put in more on your shoulders mm-hmm. than you should. You start right away. That's the first thing you go. What are you guys looking at your return? You tell them, you go, what do you think? What do you think this return is going to give you? What do you think is going to happen? So as far as let's talk clients and let's talk advertising, you want to look at them and go, okay, you should be spending a certain percentage of what you think you're going to get back. If you're going to get a million sales, or if you're going to get, let's say you get a hundred, you're only anticipating a hundred sales, but the thing you're selling is $600, right? That's, I mean, you know, do the math. You basically go, okay, we'll give them your, let's, let's start with small. Let's say 10% of that budget, 20% of that budget or what you're getting back. You go in there and you start saying, that's what you should be putting into it because you need to know that to get to that number, it's going to cost you a certain amount. You don't, there's that old adage of, you know, you don't make money without money. Like you need money to make money. And that's, that's the truth yeah. because everything costs putting your ad, um, you know, putting your ad in certain areas, but being able to get it's a, a good view out there. So I start, I don't start with, I, I don't like starting with a, a low number. They'll mention a low number. They'll say a low number. And I, what I do every negotiation is I say, first, I say the high number and I say the low number because they remember more the high number. They will, they will pick up the high number faster than they do that low number. You say, uh, you know, this could cost, uh, I mean, generally, let's say, and I'm, I'm going real like low, low end. This is like for like, let's say social media interaction stuff. You're saying, uh, you know, 50K uh, to 20K. This is if you've got a small, quick band of people that are working at things. But majority of commercials, if you're looking at broadcasting, you're looking at putting this out there. If you're... They need to, you need to know what their goals are. If they're just going to be like, we're going to put it on Facebook and that's it, then you say, okay, well, you kind of start looking at, that tells you something. That tells you if they're just looking at putting it on Facebook, then they obviously either A, don't know what is possible out there. They don't know that they could advertise on the streaming platforms like Hulu and hell, coming up, you're going to be able to advertise on Prime. Locally, you will be able to advertise local stuff on Prime. And I've got a, a broker for that that what ends up happening is, you know, you tell them, where do you want to get this out to? How many people do you want to see? 
this want to see this. Then you say, okay, well, I want to get about a million views on this, a million eyes on this. And I'm like, how do you plan on an measuring that analytic? Is that going to be just in your YouTube? Or are you looking, are you wanting something that just blows up on YouTube and that's where you think all your million views are going to be? No. I mean, that's, that's a stupid idea that, that doesn't work. But you tell them what, you tell them exactly if you're looking to get these many eyes on this, this is how you do it. You ask them, they're, they're going to ask, okay, well, what is that looking like? And then you say, I'm talking that's 125 plus. You're looking at, I mean, really, you can do a commercial. Hell, you could do a commercial for a million dollars. You can. Obviously, Super Bowl commercials, things like that. They spend millions just to get the spot. They do a million dollars just to shoot the commercial. You can do that. That's an endless amount. But if you're in the wheelhouse of saying, I shoot 250000 down to 125000 you know, 250,000, that's when they go, oh, but then they say 125,000. You also want to deal with your ratios when you're negotiating. You want to say, you want to set a 65%, a 75%, 85%, even a 95, and I go to 100%. Like I kind of just shave off because what I'm doing is I'm starting at that 100%. I'm saying this is 100% of what I want to make. Now, mind you, out of that 100% of what I want to make, obviously 15%, maybe 20% sometimes is your, it depends on the project itself and what you're doing is going to be your buffer because you never know. There's always these things that you spend, the invisible uh, expenditures come in. And then you do, uh, then you give yourself another, you double that and you say, okay, well, that's my, that also to take care of certain things. Like if we get a day where we don't get this shot and I need to go ahead and pay another hour for everybody to work, screw it. I can, I can wave it off and say, let's do it because we need this shot. you suggest like a 50% or 20%? No, no, no. So I, I usually do... Uh, as, a, as a buffer? Or? As like, so, so you could go up to, you can go 20, 25%. You know, you go 20, 25%, hell, 30% if it comes down to it. It depends on, it does depend on what you're doing. So let's take... Um, that is separate from your... Oh, that's separate from what you're using. Now, from, now what from, I would say is one of them, one of the buffer, the, I usually, so it depends. Like if they're spending into the hundreds for commercial broadcast, commercial stuff, you're going to be looking at the fact that, well, you're already spending this much. You need to understand that there are things we don't know about. Like um, when you get into broadcast stuff, you get into hidden fees that exist like legal fees. Like there's certain things. We did a law commercial and they had to spend the extra money to get it past the bar because the bar didn't want to approve of it because it's, the bar has to approve of it before anything. And we had to spend extra money to get past the bar because we had to re-edit a certain way so that it made it feel like we weren't saying, oh, you know, uh, you know, like we were killing a child because this literally was a commercial where the mother's in the car, she hands the, the child the, the little stuffed monkey and the stuffed monkey's there and next thing you know, she gets hit and it's like shows, it, it's one of those things where they get hit and the glass goes shh, and it's all slow-mo and it says accidents, blah, blah, blah. You could do, 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 loss of life, la, la, la. When we had it, it said loss of life and the little girl flying like that at that point. They're like, please don't do oh, this. Shit. Please don't show that. Oh my God. Like, that was the edit. But we were trying to, like this lawyer wanted to get serious about it. He's like, I want to show people this is important. Um, but the bar is like, we don't want that. Don't put those, the graphics where the little girl is. We want to separate that. Great. We had to go back to editing. We had to go back and come up with a new way to edit it. So those graphics show up at that spot. That was another time, another round of editing that we didn't know we had to pay for. Um, audio stuff. We had to take out certain things out of audio of the little girl. Like for example, in that case, that case, I guess 
that was approved by the client agency or whatever, right? Oh, yeah, the lawyer, the lawyer. So when it, when it comes yeah. to that, it do you think that should be expense of the client or yeah, of the yeah. production I mean, because, yes, but do, because do you go to them after the fact and say, hey, we need more money because of X, Y, and Z, or is that buffer to cover. to cover that? So I sometimes it depends. Now here's the thing: this was one thing I didn't, I was not aware that this kind of thing would be there, and I didn't know how leery they would be about the child. And that graphic being there, the graphic is really just a word saying loss of life. And I didn't know how, how big that was going to be, yeah. but going back to it, um, I had to, I had to go to him and I had to say, Hey man, number one, this is not my world. This is the bar and that's your world. And you're the lawyer. You should have realized that you, you know, maybe, but what he said is he said, I was run, I was gambling a little bit. He goes, I was kind of trying to push it through. He knew, mm. he knew they were going to kind of wave it and like, they were going to mm. like, you know, red flag it. So and he so knew there he, was going to be a cause. He had a feeling on that. So he had, you have to feel these things out. Everything is all about negotiation and where you stand. Like there's a certain aspect that these are things a client, that client is savvy enough to know what his industry or if the bar is going to red flag that and say they don't, yeah. he should know that. I had He's that a lawyer, experience so. in a, in a project, um, it's uh, I know you remember Nampons. Oh yeah, but I don't know if I should say that. I think I remember seeing it. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a uh, for nampons. your nose, right? For, yeah, for nosebleeds, <laughs> specifically oh, for nosebleeds. I thought it was like you said nampons. Yeah, like, that's the name, right? Nampons in, in yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, so, so <laughs> it's, it's exactly the, what you think it is. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> was really peaky at showing blood, and the client wanted blood. Yeah. The client oh, yeah. wanted to see the nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah, the, the client wanted to see the blood. Dripping and so you could yeah. have blood in there. So Amazon mm -mm. said, "No, we cannot show that." Mm -mm. So we had to go and re-edit. But that's how you, of you shot it, as with blood everywhere. That's what the claim wanted. Oh that's what so we that's did. That's the other reason so you did should you go reshoot it, or would you? No, we we just used the shots that the you uh, know she okay. was supplying so just yeah. the product. That's and the other oh, reason gotcha. you should uh, put in that little buffer because sometimes you'll get a client who they're adamant about something. But you know it won't work. But the problem being is when when someone comes to the table, they have these fixed ideas. And you have to look at them and go, okay, you obviously came to the table thinking this idea, this is how it was going to work. And that automatically has to put in your head, okay, well, we're probably going to have to do it because we have to appease the client. So I'm going to pack that in to an extra amount of shooting, cost this much, and we're going to go ahead and say that. Now, mind you, when you're negotiating, you take that 100%, right? And you're working your way down, you're negotiating, and they, they want to negotiate that they want to do it cheaper no matter what. But you should always negotiate down. When you negotiate down, you're, you're losing something, and, you're, and they have to lose something, and they have to give up things. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that when you finally get to that 65, now you're going to not just say, I'm going to give up something. You have to say, okay, well, I'm obviously giving up. This is going to be a tight budget. You have to turn around and also ask for something. When you get down to 75, 65, wherever you want to land, you need to be the one that says, okay, I can do that for you. Because it's like, oh, you're twisting my arm. I get it. <laughs> but I need this from you. Like, I need this from you. Or maybe if it's, it's one of those things. I need extra of the whatever. Or if it's a matter of, and everybody knows. But I need that, like what? Specifically, uh, depends. Uh, you ever shot a product that you absolutely wish you could have this, or your your client can have it? Let's say it was the cookware. 
right? Let's say they, they want that. Let's say they weren't originally going to walk away with that. They were originally walk away with that, but you want to go like, I want some of my crew, like if we're going to do it cheap, I want some of my crew to get something out of this. I want them to know they get something out of this. Because here's the thing, that helps you as a producer. That helps you be able to say, my crew loves to work with me. They will come and they will drop jobs just to come work with me because they know they get stuff. They know they get things. I may not be paying right away. And that's the other thing. Um, you and I talked about this early on, uh, paying early, paying fast. Like when it comes to these two-day commercials, stuff like that, people love the idea. They don't like the idea of like, oh, I've got a two-week buffer and now I need to do this. Find a way where you can, in what departments you can, to give a pay to people fast. Now, mind you, that's going to hurt the some of the some of the the heads of your departments that's going to hurt a couple of them but they get a lot more out of this what they're getting out of this your heads of departments your director your dp what they're getting out of it is they get a reel they're getting they get seen as a director they get experience as a director not saying that experience costs something but paying a normal two week is, is standard paying a normal one week later standard but if you could pay on the day that you wrap for anybody that's like your your lower tiered PAs, your 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 GE, your all these, you could pay that. Most all those people, guys would be pumped, you know. And they're it's more just likely like super to, appreciative, yeah. and they're more more likely to come back and be in good spirits. They're also you know? more likely to not work and and always twist you on the rate. They are more likely to go, hey, I know I'm going to get that quick. I know that's going to be something I could pay. Uh, I can pay my stuff on Monday. Yeah. Not worried about it. And that's actually that's a big smart thing I think you've been doing is you've you've come up with that system. And it sucks because there is a little bit of that where um, it, it does hurt your bottom line, but that's another reason you want to pad that. You're not, when you get in this job and you get, and you get called for this job, that padding isn't because, oh, I have to, I have to scare, scrape some off the top. Yeah. No, that padding right there is so that you can afford to constantly be the guy who delivers, who constantly is the production that livers, delivers, and you can be the person that's going to make that. Um, don't be afraid to, I always, I always say to people, don't be afraid of the attitude of saying, you know what, you need me more than I need you. You know, the, the, the idea of saying no is super important and people need to understand that they came to you and yes, you may have sought out clients. You may have sought out people to, that were looking for something, but the reality of that is they're going to need you more than you need them. And they could go shoot this on their own. They could do this with Cousin Earl out there and say, yeah, we're going to go shoot this. But it's not going to look anything like you have it. Um, I think we did, uh, what's that project? The guy comes to us and he's like, I need two things. I need a, a Sasquatch and I need the what? Honestly, that that's, light bulb a, that's a project that I, wasn't, I don't look at as like, oh, this is pinnacle of anything I love or did. All I did was one thing. I served his crazy idea and I found a way to make it work because when you come to the table and you're like no 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 a lot of no's don't be ready with no's be ready with solutions be ready with facts be ready with something to back it up don't say no when somebody has this an idea be like yeah uh like that's that's a real complex idea maybe we should have that in two separate things or say uh, are you afraid of maybe the what what turning out to sound like the old Budweiser what up you know are you, you know, do you feel like it's maybe too close? You you start talking to give options. Dialogue. You give options. You you yeah, have a dialogue at all times. Yeah, that uh coming back to the to the payment, um yeah, that was one of the things that I 
started to practice based on the experience that I had in the you know previous studio, and I never liked the way of of you know having to go home after a 10, 12 hours day and yeah. just kind of wait 15 days, 30 days for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always nice to it have hurts. it the day of. Yeah. yeah that's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, you, they hurried up. They hurried up. They did the job. They were there doing the job. You hurried up and you paid them. That honestly, that what that does is it buys you goodwill. It buys yeah, you definitely. goodwill. It buys you like you are because there are going to be some projects that, you know, let's say you're in the middle of January and it's a slow season. And there's a project, and you know that project is they did not come in on, they did not do the budget that they wanted to do, but they're humble, they're willing to work with you, they're willing to give you a lot of leeway to do the things you want to do or the things that you know you can get done quick. Now, let's say you're in a situation like I've got to get a crew together. Well, there are guys that you've paid on time and you've paid out of, like out of right away exactly doing that. What ends up happening is you call, like if you call them up, you tell them, hey, I'm giving you first first right of refusal. You say, look, it's not your rate. It's not exactly what you want. But if you got a day to squeeze in between two big jobs, why not take something that is at least fair, at least livable? Mind you, you don't want to cut everybody's rate at all times, but you do want to be able to offer people and say, hey, are you feeling like making, you know, a couple hundred here to show up and maybe just, you know, throw some stuff together, do this, Mm-hmm. and you know it's an easy cake kind of job, then you go, yeah, because they will show up. It's camaraderie. They know you think about them, and they're willing to say, well, damn, every time I work for this guy, he pays me the moment we're done, and, like, his check's always good, and and, and every time, it's pretty enjoyable. Why not? I'd rather take that job than to go and travel somewhere go somewhere and do something that's got a lot more money, but with people I don't even know. And I don't even know if this company pays on time. Well, you have to wait a month wait. for it. Yep, you know. Oh, yeah. A net 30, I actually, net, on my... I feel like re- net 30 is low. You know, it's like, yeah. usually, at least, I don't know. Let's put it this way. If I get net, if I get someone that offers me net 30, I give a ridiculous rate. I go, this is, I give a ridiculous rate because I'm telling them you're paying for the time that I don't have this money. You're paying for my late fees on my credit cards. You're paying for my layout. It's buzzing again. It's like push it around. Push that or push yours or mine. Double base, I don't know. Yeah, you're paying for late fees. You're paying for uh, the time I have to wait. And you know what? My rent, they don't, they're not going to let me be late. They're going to pay, they're going to make me pay those late fees. My bills, they pay, they charge on late fees. Everyone should charge on those late fees. And I put that in my, in my invoice, I say, um, you know, uh, I, I put in there, like I put in little stipulations about anything beyond net 30. I make sure that it says you are incurring this much interest. And this is in basically that whole thing. I even in deal memos, I will make sure that I'll be like, this is going to be in my deal memo. Mind you, I've rubbed some people raw doing that, but I usually find that if I've rubbed somebody raw, the people I would have rubbed raw are the people I probably didn't want to work with. And the people that are like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we totally get it. And I'm like, there. You'll find most deal memos, though, will have something that kind of reads to that and says, we promise to pay you within this time frame. And then that way, when you send that invoice in and you say, per our agreement, per our deal memo, uh, I would like to, you know, see this and this is what you would, what I'm charging. Yeah. How do you usually go about deposits on on bigger stuff like this? Like if you're you know you're doing a hundred thousand dollar commercial, mm-hmm. what do you? Is it 
you know, once product's delivered, do you do, I don't know, what's your usual breakdown? So, you know, that's, so that's one of those things that it is kind of a case by case. I look at it and I, it, that's kind of how it's always if been you're for dealing, me. I, I try to do, yeah. you know, a, a depositor, you know, 50 up front or something. I mean, but 50 up front's pretty standard yeah. because you have operation cost. If you yeah. have your, if you have your budget down, you know that there's a certain aspect that you're going to have to spend immediately because, you know, your rental houses, yes, they will defer till you're done. Great. Some will even defer 30 days. Great. But not all of them. And you have to know who you're dealing with and what room you have to work with because during that time, you still have to make everything. There's, it makes sense that they're not getting the entire project. They're not getting the entire project the day you're done. That makes total sense. But you also have to negotiate the ideas of how do I negotiate then with my, my vendors that I deal with. Like I have become... I'm more of the mindset that I put the people I work with over my vendors. So I tell my vendors, I'm like, I'm coming to you because I come to you often and I'm, you're always going to get the payment. You're always going to get the work. You're always yeah. going to get the stuff. In that but case, I'm, like to put I'm, my people I'm very kind of not as straight. It's a hard work maybe, but I try to stay on the 80% deposit. Mm-hmm. That That's allows really me That's to pay everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the day when everything is, yeah. is That's actually out. otherwise I will make people wait 15 yeah, you know the, I will go to the standard that's why I try to keep you know an 80% deposit is straight no matter what I, I don't I honestly 80% is good and the great thing about 80% and what I do is I'm really transparent about when talking to clients I say look for instance we stick to that 80% and we've talked about it and I said you really want what we have right now is we have, you like what you see on the website. If you like what you see on the website, that's the same group of people I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you all the same stuff that you're seeing right now. I'm bringing it and we're putting it towards your project. Yeah, That's and why that's I love I'm doing BTS stuff because that shows yeah, people how many people is involved mm-hmm. in a 30 seconds yeah. video, you know. I think behind this, behind, uh, you know, the, the project stuff, photos or videos, it's so important. So you, so people can actually see where the money goes. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm, I'm horrible at that stuff. I'm horrible at that stuff. I, I I'm horrible at posting. Yeah, no, I'm trying I, I to, a lot of people I'm trying to, to yeah, practice do. more of that just because of that fact. My New I Year's can, resolution I can put, is to do that. I can put. Uh, 30 seconds, 60 seconds video together of our last project and say, I mean, with this new is why AI, you get in. Yeah. This is where your money is going. With you new know? AI, you can do that easy now. I mean, honestly, like you could, new AI, you can make, you can sit down and make a 30 second, like just quick pop video and throw it in with all the images. Let's say there's stills. Let's say there's video. You can do that a lot easier. And that's the thing is I'm trying to make that. I think that's one of the strongest things you've done that I've watched still studios do is and I've said this before. I've said this to your face. You are an Instagram whore. Like you, <laughs> you, are, you are. You will go through and you will put up. You'll, he'll post the same thing over and over again at times. Like a month later, two months later, three months later, and yeah. then you're like, wow. But at the same time, if you look at the moment he started to now, the growth he's had is all about because people expect to see it. It's almost like. You know, when you watch t- broadcast television and you, you know, would... Your show's on at 6 p.m., you know. Yeah. Right? And it's also, you know, what commercials come on at what time because it's prime yeah. time or whatever. Now that's how social media works. People are like, yeah, that's that's my buddy. He's got a production company. And you know what? Because of that, they see something cool 
and somebody comments and then somebody else just happens to see it. It comes all across their feed because of the algorithm, yeah. because we've got all these algorithms that are trying to get yeah. things to people. And you're forced to tag, I mean, not forced, but you, you tag people. And this is people that, it's, it, you know, it's proud of the what they did on that day. It can be talents, can be crew. Yep. Yeah, They're exactly. proud of, of that experience, so they share it. Yeah, you know, so you know the ball keeps rolling and rolling. What's yeah. crazy is I'm I'm I, I, I keep saying like uh, even this last project I wanted to do that so bad I wanted to be all over that. In fact, I even hired a guy to do it and he wasn't that great at doing it. I kept telling him like I need so many a day. I even put in, uh, you know, I said I said we need so many a day, and he was like yeah, and he he kind of did it, and I was like eh, but you need someone. That's a new position that honestly, even your BTS person, like if you're BTS person, you can, if you can hand over something that says you need to make me these posts and you need to do that. In fact, if you get somebody that's a, like if you ever get a permanent person that comes in or like a permanent, um, you know, internships, internship, so yeah. people yeah, that yeah. wants to learn people video, learn and be on set, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, and photography, you can just kind of bring them on set and just, you know, you're going to meet people, you're going to get the experience, you know, I don't even yeah. look at my Instagram that much to, to post things. I just, uh, when I do, I make it a point. That's another thing. I do make it a point. One thing is to go to different pages and look at what they do comment like what they'd have that's the least interaction that you, yeah, you do you come in on my picture at least yeah. once sometimes i comment month. asinine things just to like like i think the last time i go but does it even do that yeah. and like and you're like yes it does and i'm like that's amazing and I'll, yeah. I'll just do that because it's that interaction helps and it does help me too it, it, like anytime you make comments it helps you but that's the funny thing about producing is you're you're not just you're not just sitting here trying to make one project happen. You're making several projects happen. And especially when you are producing commercials, like in your, you've got a company that is producing commercials. You are constantly a machine, constantly trying to churn out because if you don't, then no one's going to know you're there. No one's going to know to yeah. come to you. And that's, that's one of those things that I am finding is more in my realm of the, uh, of, of the narrative stuff is that people want to see and they want to know they want an interaction they want to be like wow that's cool and they want to be able to go they want to want to have that FOMO moment where they go I wish I could have been on that well you should have called me and you should have this and that yeah. and you want that because that's you get your reputation out there you get the stuff you do I have made it New Year's resolution uh, you saw as I, we started I post I post it but I'm trying to do it at least twice a week at least twice a week that's how bad I am, that twice a week is a lot for me. And that's really bad that twice a week is a lot for me. Yeah. It's really sad. But honestly, if I could even have half the, the energy you have as far as putting, I don't even know. Are you doing it when you're on the toilet or something? Like, you're just, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, like, honestly, that's the thing. As I sit here and that's I'm, I'm looking yeah, no, I think, uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I think you have to like, you know, the process. Because I really enjoy picking the pictures that I'm putting them together, choosing the whatever I want to yeah. show, but I enjoy the process. It's kind of, um, it's like editing a picture. It's like I'm putting things together for me to post and put out there. You know what I mean? My prediction is 2024, uh, companies like uh, TikTok, Instagram, all the social medias are going to start integrating AI, a lot more AI uh, filtering and a lot more AI assisting and posting that you're going to make it to where it's going to make it to where God, you're going to probably be posting every hour from, from for all yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, I mean, it's not for everyone, 
right? I mean, I'm trying to run a business, you know, and I want that business to, to you know, to... Instagram is not a place where I find clients at all. No. Like, no. it's not a source for me to, to that I have to pose. If I pose, I get a client. No, that's that's. But the little known thing is everybody that ever, everybody that ever comes to you, they research. Yeah. And they go to your Instagram. They, you don't know it, but they will go after they've already decided to talk to you. They will go to your Instagram because yeah. they want to be like. But I think it's, it's more, too. it's more for the people. Mm-hmm. mainly just um i like to tag people i like to mention people i like to shout out people and the people that you work with it's it's in social media you know yeah. Yeah. cinematographers they're they have to show what, what their work they're, is they're, yeah and, they're and in where quality they're and whatnot and, what camera yeah. they're using and whatnot and so, that kind of that kind of uh working what you've done really well that i've seen is you build a reputation with the payment you build a reputation with showing off the work that people have automatically flocked to wanting to work with you new people um whenever you've held events like new people will show because they find out they're like well i can get involved obviously it's that fomo they want to be in and new people that are shooting that are like he's doing a great job he's he's got all this stuff going on that's great the next level of that is really um it's really just, I mean, honestly, it's just to keep going and keep doing that because, yeah. you know, just being consistent, being consistent, yeah. you get, you get one year, you get a DP who has maybe, you know, some experience with certain things. Next year you get a DP who's got a lot more experience. Eventually you're working with some guy who's like, you know, known across the country because he just happened to know a guy that knew a guy or know someone that knows someone. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's like, yeah, I'll work with this guy. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think my main inspiration is trying to, you know, have a space in the community, right? I'm, I'm, this is a production company that I'm trying to build, um, and the community is it's made of people, you know. The community is yeah. global now. Yeah. So, you know, and the experience has been great. I mean, it's been hardly a year and a half, almost two years that the studio has been running, and I've been lucky to been working with you know a bunch of really cool people around i'm curious you guys man you guys in, included uh well thanks man um <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy yeah Good so point. so lester i'm i'm curious as you've kind of made these um transitions and career steps from when we met back in 2019 or whenever that was um working together at that company to uh, then starting your own thing, um, that kind of, uh, those stepping stones that I think a lot of people are kind of trying to make for themselves of going from freelancer in New York to working as part of another company to starting your own company. Um, I'm curious how your mindset has kind of, uh, shifted or had to shift or, um, anything that you've kind of run up against in that process, um, or if it's been like very fluid for you, or if it's been a kind of like <laughs> not fluid at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you know what's funny? It's never fluid, right? Yeah, no. I think um, uh, the way I started, it was with the freelance mindset. I can do it all, right? You know, Just I can yes I can man. shoot this, yeah, I, can I can edit it, I can yeah. you know take pictures and then video and then both things together. I mean, but I I think uh, that made me uh, understand how things work. 
like if I if someone if, if a client hires me for photography only I I know I can deal with that right if a client hires me for video I, I know I can so you know I think it's it's uh it's a plus to know how things work like on the on the base most basic on the, yeah hands on, on, on the most how how to quote yourself how to and that was that probably is one of the most important things that you don't get even out of film school you mm, know yeah. they don't no. teach you how to quote yourself how to price oh, yourself how no. To, no not at all and it's just something that you learn by they don't even teach how to put a c-stand up properly so i mean <laughs> honestly like yeah but you know i i never went to film school at all i just grabbed the camera and start shooting doing. yeah and i just that, that almost seems i like just how, went with the flow yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of people who ask me, they go, should I go to, f- should I go to school for this? Should, should, you know, I've had the parents come to me and go, should, should my son, daughter go to school for this? And I was like, well, is your kid a self-starter? And it's like, yes, no. Um, it's, it's kind of like, do they thrive in this kind of environment? And, you know, honestly, school, people who make it, people who make it through school and, you know, can, there are people that make it through school and they could make it even if they didn't go. There are people that probably could only make it if they went to school because there was someone that told them that there's a deadline and, and that kind of got them, that forged some sense of responsibility. Um, it's all really a matter of your own idea of maturity, whether you need to go to school for this. You really don't necessarily need to go to school for this, yeah. especially nowadays. You were talking about that all the work you're doing and you've got youtube open to the side as you're doing it honestly yeah. that's we're in such great information age right now and i'm sounding like the old guy Mac and Mighty. um <laughs> we didn't <laughs> we didn't have the internet the idea of being able to just get something done you want to do it there's nothing stopping you my yeah. kids i tell my kids all the time they're like well i want to do this i'm like there's nothing stopping you. You have the internet. Yeah. You have YouTube. Go to yeah. YouTube. There's a hundred videos for it. Oh God! Yeah. Watch a couple and then do it. And it's, yeah. like, it's like it's if you're if you are driven enough, you will make it happen. Um, I think that's, that's a thing. that's a good point. Like being driven, you know, uh, focused on what you want. Because um, obviously, you I, I've never had the the clear path that I wanted to go. I, I didn't have I like don't think a, there is a clear path in those. Oh, yeah, no, right. No. It's like oh <laughs> even, in even, five years I'm yeah. gonna have yeah. my own production coming in. Even if never. you have a clear path, like you end up halfway through like myself going, Oh, I never wanted to produce, but now I'm producing. Yeah. I mean like yeah, there's but, no such thing as a clear path. I'm yeah, but f- I think uh, it's just um I think you mentioned it before. I think it's just improving improving yourself, you know, professionally and and you know i guess it depends if 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 what you want is just being part of projects from other companies or if you want to take the lead and start your own stuff and you know start putting people together that that was a big mindset of mine because i was so used to to being just director or just the dp yeah you know but i I never had the opportunity to be more, more of that Just put it out the producer or put yeah this way there are idiots out there making a ton of money doing jobs that we want to do they're absolute idiots um back to the georgia thing remember i said that there's a lot of people that are unexperienced there's a story about a guy that they hired him to to I'm, i thought it was close enough i'm loud i'm loud but there's a guy in georgia that they hired him to uh basically to fly condor 
basically in one of those big, what that means be in a lift for the day. Cause you know, they've got the light built on the lift and the light has to come down like moonlight, right? On the lift, but somebody has got to stay up there. So they hired him to do that. And he went ahead and parked his car by the lift so that he could just come down when he's ready to come down and get in his car and leave when he needs to leave. He comes down, right? And like, it's the end of the day. And they had a, they had a, like a, a 12 to 15 hour day, right? 12 hour day, not a big deal. 15 hour day, but he's flying a condor middle of the night. You know, they're, they're, he's there all night. You have to, he has to piss in a bucket and piss in a little, uh, little jar to like oh, send God. it down and stuff like that. Like that happens a Damn, lot. I never thought about that. No, that, that happens. Sucks. That happens a lot. Cause in the middle of shots, you can't, what are you going to do? Down, they yeah. can't sit there and go, Hey, I need to pee again. <laughs> you know, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. When he came down, he was driving out and one of the guys came up, talked to him or something and realized there's a kid in the back of the fucking car. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh, shit. This dumbass had his kid in the fucking car. And he was like, his kid was just sitting there playing games. He's just sitting there doing whatever. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's, that's number one, that's abuse. But that's how, there are stupid people out there doing this, making money. So if you want to be in the, the commercial world, you want to be in the film world, do it. There's nothing stopping you. And because there are dumbasses out there, leave the children in cars and do this kind of stuff. <laughs> there are smart people. There are stupid people. They're all over and they're doing work and they're getting paid really well to do this work. You just have to be the type, type of person that says, I'm gonna get up out of bed, I'm gonna actually get this done. And you know, I've met stupid producers. Hell, I'm one of them. I'm a stupid producer sometimes. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm not saying I'm a bad anything. I just, I'm not, I'm not a guy who has been thinking about producing since day one. And I was just, by necessity, had to produce. and. I've taken all the mistakes I've made and I could, like I said, I could write a book, but you are, you both and all, all of you, you guys are, are exactly what I'm talking about. That's the drive. It's the will to do something, to figure it out along the way, because that's majority of what anybody's doing in life. Yeah. Life doesn't hand yeah. you any kind of. Manual. Yeah. And I think, um, it, you know, there are certain, because, for example, what you live in right now in this couple of years that we've been working together, what's going to happen in 2024 might be preparing you for what you're going to do in 2025 right. yeah, or exactly. 2026. So Directing porn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Don't but know how you know gonna, what I mean? It's all that, very commercial. <laughs> telling my experience in, in the last couple of years since I moved to Austin, um, New York prepared me on the technicality of stuff, how how a production, a video production works, a photography production works, yeah. that New York prepared me on that end, but moving to Austin and being part of a team and, and start working on, on bigger stuff and with bigger teams and whatnot, that experience prepared me for the role that I'm, that I'm you know, currently in, yeah, yeah, that I'm currently in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter to to grab all the information that you, that, that you can and have a circle of people, the, the, the people that you can learn from, you know. Um, that was my main takeout from, from the, the last business that we had. Um, That's a tough thing with producing, though. Like, have you noticed that, like, you can have a circle of some producers, but 
there's the producing end of things when you're because we're not in LA, we're not in New York, we're not in Atlanta or anything. We are in areas like there's production all over in every state. There's some kind of production of commercials or whatever. Right. But having producers around them, like you have abundance of directors and writers and DPs and and G and E and all that stuff all over. Having a bunch of producers around doesn't always happen because producers kind of end up working almost solitary or within this yeah. tight-knit group. Yeah, and that's fair. You're, if you're only hearing an echo chamber of just a few other people, that's tough. So there is a lot of things that, yeah, I see this is why there's a lot of producers that aren't doing great out there because they're doing something that's worked for them before doesn't mean it's correct. It's the right mm-hmm. way to do it. But that's that's one of those things. I think you've got that. You've hit the head on the nail with that. I think you really have. And it's, it's, you've got to just be very careful about who you pick too, because you know, there are some things you learn, uh, you'll end up learning one day to put a C stand backwards. And the next thing you know, you've got something hanging over somebody's head and it falls, you know? That's, yeah. That's a scary dude. That's very scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think that goes back to kind of the, you know, the community aspect, like you talked about that before of that. It's such a tight knit community of, you know, you get on set and you're like, Oh, I know half the people here. It's amazing how much uh, just soft skills are so important in this business, mm. you know, yeah. it's like, I know a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, may not be as skilled as someone, but they're just so great with people and everyone loves them that they, you know, they're making leaps ahead mm. of other people that are maybe technically perfect, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. when but, you, but that are awkward and they can't talk to anyone. And it's like, you team up with that person. Called, yeah. you, know? you team I up with that, that person. That's what you do. You team up with them and then you basically go and go, okay, because, I have that, uh, my producing team. I'm not the greatest of people to, like, my soft skills as far as that kind of stuff. is. Sometimes I speak my mind to a point where it offends a lot of people. I have, uh, in my producing team, I have a guy named Elron Ophir. Shout out to Elron Ophir. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's one of these guys that he does know quite a bit. Like, he knows quite a bit. But what's great about him is he is, like, I don't know what it is. He walks into a room and... Everybody gets along with him. He walks in the room and everybody wants to talk to him. So important. And I just, like, I don't have that kind of charisma. I just don't. I have have some charisma, some, when it comes to some things. But Elron can take a room and diffuse it. I know another producer I worked with who's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But on this last production, I had had crew calling me saying they don't want to deal with him because he's very curt and he's very short. But he, like, does the math in his head and he puts everything together in his head and he's got it all built and it's he's brilliant but he's not great with people Mm -hmm. you have we all have our skills and you that's why we build the team that we do because sometimes you know a director will look at a dp and say i don't care if my dp knows how to talk to anybody i don't care if my dp can do anything but if he shoots and i love shooting you'll go with it you go with uh you, you figure it out because I mean, there's so many different personality traits. Yeah, Yeah, I think as a producer myself, I prefer, you know, I choose um, talent and personality over higher skills. What did you do with me? What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) I must be really talented. I prefer prefer to have someone that can be flexible. Mm -hmm. I prefer to have someone on set that can be, uh, you know, responsive. You mm-hmm. know yeah, that totally. that I know I can trust. I can leave the room, and he's gonna do his job and go. Yep. You know, walk, he or she. 
He or she. He or she. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent. I just I, I try to try to be because I mean honestly that's the one thing is we are in a, a male dominated industry and that's the tough part is I have seen one thing that you've done really well is you are very big about uh, making sure that you are like look I I don't want to that's the one thing that you are incredible at you give equal talent you give equal experience to you know you, you're trying to spread that out and you're trying to actually be proactive about that too and that was very smart of you that's very smart because yeah. it's gone it's it's helped you out a lot it has yeah thank you man um i have a daughter yeah so <laughs> i know i know every, I know. every yeah. time an opportunity comes where okay, i just we'll imagine my my tessa being at that age and looking for a gig so you know aren't you that, gonna that's... turn to her and tell her don't do production <laughs> Don't go on film. Don't yeah, no, no, no. Don't work. I'm done. No, I think uh, a lot of things change once you have kids. I mean, you have yeah. you have four. So yeah. you know that was one of the things that I, since I have my daughter, I I, I, I try to bring opportunities to to female artists to you know. Um, actually, we're starting a new podcast called the Coffee Break Podcast, and it's just woman empowerment. We're mm-hmm. gonna have like a female host interviewing you know uh, pe- women in the industry. Um, so yeah, I support that a lot and it's mostly because I have a daughter now. (laughs) That is is one of those things. I really wish women in film, I wish women in film had a bigger office here in Austin and I don't understand why they don't. Uh, women in film has a, a, you know, they have a pretty big, uh, pretty big group in Dallas and I think they're starting to grow here, but that's something that I really would like to see because yeah, uh, my wife is also a producer. Um, she's more the brains. I'm more the mouth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's important, man. And I think, um, you know, as the community grows, uh, I, I feel there's work for everyone, you know, and, and it's, it feels great to be in a position where you can, you know, shout out someone. And if that mention or that tag or whatever it is, helps them to grow i mean what else what else you know what better reward than that you know yeah yeah no i get you and honestly it's like the old um what's that campground saying leave it better than you found it right yeah sure yeah 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 so what vince vinnie Vincent, <laughs> what's, your, what's your name again? Yeah, I'm gonna mess Vincent. your name up. You messed yeah. my name up. Nah. The uh, it's like so, Torres. Yeah. Uh, what? Tell me about like. So you've been doing this. How long you've been doing this? And did you always want a DP? And is there is DP the end goal for you? Like if you're on your deathbed in years and years, hopefully, hopefully when you're a hundred something years old. I when, think when I think you have to, you have Where? to mention. So I I don't think Brandon knows that you were a musician first, mm-hmm. like a oh, touring I, I, musician. I'd heard right? that. I'd heard some rumors about that. Yeah, I heard a few rumors. Yeah, I wasn't very successful, so it's not a lot to mention. But it's kind of like being football. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did the music thing for for quite a while. And uh, when I first moved to Austin, I was doing that um, uh, pretty much full time. For you know, where do you move from? Uh, I grew up in Colorado. Oh, oh where in Colorado? Colorado. Uh, Boulder, more or less. Just no, a little, I love yeah, Boulder. A little bit, out, little bit outside Why are of Boulder. You here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Everyone gives honestly, me shit for that. I love Colorado. I love Boulder, I, especially. I, 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 I could live in that's Colorado. One of the, yeah. That's one of the spots I'm actually considering going. Like, I'm oh, considering man. Boulder, Colorado. But yeah. <sighs> Go ahead. Sorry, um, I love Colorado. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, one of the bands I was in, um, the the lead singer was a, it was a killer photographer and, and I had shot like a little bit in college. I had kind of, you know, a point and shoot camera 
and uh, shot a little bit and then lost that camera. And I was kind of like, ah, I'm not that into it, you know, whatever. Um, but the lead singer for that band, um, his name is Brandon Aguilar. He's a great still photographer and a great DP too. Um, I don't know that name, Brandon Aguilar. Uh, he's a he's a DP. And does he work he, here? He's in Austin. He does a lot of work in uh, with another good buddy, Cameron Gott. Uh, yeah, he's in he's in Dallas. Well, a little out, more more or less in Dallas. Yeah, um, but great dudes. They work together uh, all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was basically Brandon that that got me into uh, photography, and he gave me had an extra camera laying around, and was just like, "Hey, dude, you, if you want to, you know." learn this stuff like let's walk around and you know we tried an aperture and i was like wow it gets blurry in the back you know and that, that kind of <laughs> stuff i was just like wow this is cool and um i i bought a canon t3i you know like a month later on craigslist and oh I, yeah that was my first camera yeah, too I, yeah dude i stole it from my sister <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the go-to it's the go-to and uh, i sometimes miss that camera even now i feel like the pictures i would just take them fucking look at them in Lightroom and not even touch anything. Perfect. What am I doing? Yeah, I don't need to touch this. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, But yeah, kind of just went down the rabbit hole. I was always interested in video. um, And so that kind of always pulled me a little bit, but I I still love stills, but it's more of a for fun thing now. Yeah. Um, I get that. But uh, yeah, stills is hard. Um, But uh, but yeah, the DP side of things... um, it's uh it's definitely grown more you know in the last probably three or four years where it's just been like you know just just wanting to do more commercial work and you know i started shooting like you know the the typical like music videos and like behind the scenes because i I was in the music community so i had a lot of friends that were still playing and you know needed like you know music videos and i'll look at them now and they're all shit you know Um, still you're still you're still connected (laughs) with a lot of those music Um, connections right but yeah yeah still you know do a little bit of music stuff here and there um, and then, uh, yeah, just been doing the, the commercial thing for a while now. Drone stuff is, has been a big part for me too. I bought my first drone probably like four years ago and kind of same thing, gone down the rabbit hole. So for me, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, probably 50, 50, um, for overall work, but, um, but it, it, both are great. The, the thing that I love about drones is, you know, you can, you can get different shots that you could never get with any other camera system, especially FPV drones, you know, mm-hmm. it's, the, yeah. it's the smaller ones that can get anywhere and you can oh, yeah. be a little bit more acrobatic and stuff. Um, and that's great, but I, I still love cinematography because it's telling a story. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't tell a story with a drone, yeah. you know, yeah. and you, and I want to interview people and tell stories and, and I want to light a scene, you know, you and could it's like, tell a story with a drone. It was all just drone fair. stuff, but, <laughs> but it was fair. a little it's harder though. It was, it, was, it was really hard <laughs> and I don't think you could replicate it again. It was like all uh, in a city over cities and seeing people laying out, but also mm-hmm. watching people in there. It, it was weird because they'd set it up to where they went to different windows and they moved around, but it was like, it kind of told a story a little bit in, in that mm-hmm. aspect of the city and the people that were there, but I, it felt really weird yeah. at first. It's I like, think, did you just? Look I think. Uh, <laughs> I think drones is uh, like more like a compliment. I don't know how to call it. Com- it's com- like seasoning. Complement yeah. to, to whatever project totally. you're totally, yeah. you're involved with, and it's a great asset to have because sure. suddenly you're you're learning about the story, and suddenly you, they they show you 
you know, an aerial shot or an FPV angle that you don't see every day. It's like, like how the hell sometimes do they do that? People, it's kind of like the camera moves yeah. that we were talking about. Yeah. You know, it's like, sometimes people, though, do lean on it too much. That's the totally, one thing. Yeah. And because, okay. Opening, when, establishing shot. Drone oh push forward. Exactly. You know, and then cut to the interview. And exactly. Like, and there's yeah, a lot but of that. That's, that what I, that's why I love FPV drone. A lot, just yeah. because it can it's give a, you a perspective that you don't see totally, yeah. every day. You know, so I direct. You, I mean, overusing it obviously, it's it's uh, it's it's, yeah, it's bad. Know, but a couple yeah. shots, is a couple a, shots, a spot. A, you know, yeah. wow. it really ramps up the production last, value. Uh, I direct the red carpets at the at the South, South by Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, and uh, say we had a separate team, and I'm not really directing them, but I was. I'm hoping that this year I get to actually direct them. But they did this thing where they went into the Paramount. From the outside, they uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. pulling back because I was about to get loud. Um, but they 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 went in from outside, went through the doors, go in and into the theater, and they actually kind of went in around the theater, looked back at the at the seats and everything, and then went up to the balcony and looked back at the screen. There is, there is a, yeah. I don't know if it was an Oscar event, uh, but there's the video is called the flight. You can look it up and on YouTube or the Vimeo. flight, the fly, the like fly, oh. the fly, and it's a <laughs> one shot video uh, with a drone. And is this the one? Not the one in the bowling alley, right? That one was famous. You see that one? Yeah, that was Jaybird. Yeah. Oh, love that one. God, I love. No, you're talking about at the Oscars. It was oh. an event, some it, kind it of red be, carpet, yeah, thing, red yeah. carpet thing. It can be Oscars glove. I, I don't know. Were there people? What was? What it looked like? But everyone Fancy. was. The drone was flying close to the people, and people was, you know, even a conversation, yeah, yeah. and oh, they kind of yeah. reacted to the drone, and they were like, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like whenever you see a fly, you you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Man, fly I'd, was going. I'd be upset and worried somebody hits the drone. The, <laughs> the damn drone was going all over the place, yeah. and and you know, people was kind of probably they knew about it, but they were like kind of. Well, that, that's the thing with the, you know, those one take shots that you always see. It's like you can only plan so much. Yeah. You know, you have everything choreographed and everything, everything's mapped out. But especially if you're doing like a, a big, not even a big set, but you're, you know, you're out in public or doing mm-hmm. something where it's just like there's so many variables oh, yeah. that you just can't be ready for. So, yeah, the, in all of those videos, you'll see, some, you know, every once in a while you'll see someone be like, what the hell was that? You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's because they're just, you know, a regular person. You hear, this, hear the, you hear the, you know, <laughs> above your head. You're like, what the heck is that? You yeah, feel exactly. this kind of soft wind on you. You're like, yeah. what's happening? But, Suddenly, and as a pilot, it's just like, don't look, don't look, look. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, it's like <laughs> it happens every time. But when you were talking to a client and they often come to you with saying, hey, we want to use this drone because drones are cool and they want to do something for the sake of just doing it because it's cool. How do you mitigate stupid requests? Let's say that just stupid requests because they don't know better. Maybe a client doesn't know better. Or maybe a producer comes to you, doesn't like want something ridiculous. You know, it's not going to work. You know, that's not something you're going to put on your reel, but you also know that in your end product, it just, it won't serve. I think a lot of it is a managing expectations and, and B, um, just educating them. I think there's so many clients that, that come to you with maybe this crazy idea, but they don't understand that it's, it's, it's not pot, like it's not possible based, you know, based on budget or just like physically not possible. Like one thing that we've gotten a lot for FPV is, is, you know, like those one take shots and they're never one take. Um, it's always one thing with FPV that's, that's frustrating for, for me as a pilot is, 
the the reception on those things is super small it's not like the bigger drones that can fly miles yeah it's like you know you're you fly you know i'll do and practice stuff and the batteries yeah yeah battery that's one big thing you know it's like usually they're lasting three to five minutes where like our big guy like the inspire three will be up for like 20 to 30 minutes mm -hmm. you know and then the smaller mavic those will go like 45 those those one shots it's like those are five shots strung together and edited in After Effects because they fly through a doorway and then they keyframe that to be the previous mm. shot and so they repeat it. But as a client, you you have no idea that that's mm. that's what it's yeah. done. It's like oh well, now the budget has to reflect that because that's that's editing, that's more time, that's more prep. Yeah, you know. Um, so how much? That's it's a little bit of showing them how the sausage is made. Then exactly, and if yeah. that's the case, you're showing them how the sausage is made. But do you? want to reveal everything about how the sausage is made or do you kind of leave a little bit back because they have to realize there's some mystery to it i don't know that's that's a that's a really interesting way of going about it though yeah I, yeah yeah i guess in general i try to be as transparent as i can mm -hmm. i think that you know over time just builds trust yeah. um and and you gotta you know you gotta watch your margins too but at the end of the day it's like you want to work with them most likely again uh, maybe not, you know, it kind of just depends, but, um, yeah, just e educating them on, on yeah. how or how this works or why this work or will work or why it won't work, I think is just super important. Yeah. Nice. So as a, let's say a director and I want to put together a creative concept for a car, let's say, um, how much prep should I consider if I want to bring a FPB? FPV drone pilot um, for a specific shots, like uh, I don't know some slow motions of doing some action shots with the car, having a driver in Marfa, Texas, or whatever, and just uh, how how much entails to bring an FPV drone on set. FPV is definitely more intensive than you know the Inspires or like even the smaller Mavics. Um, I would say like, you know, very rarely will we have an issue flying those types of drones. It's like, if there is an issue, it's an airspace issue and that should be cleared, you know, weeks before you shoot. We've done a lot of work like out by the airport. And if we find out about the shoot, you know, three or four days in advance or, you know, prior, it might not happen because we might not be able to get that clearance to fly in like the B airspace. And so the earlier that we can be informed about the location and the time frame. We can submit all that paperwork to get it cleared um, so that you're not, you know, on set and all of mm. a sudden, you know, cops show up, you know, or you, yeah, that's you get your license pulled or you get fined mm -hmm. or the production gets fined, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. That's a good call, yeah. Um, good point. A so F FPV is, well, going back to like the Inspire stuff, it's like for, for me, whenever, w the day before we're on a job, I always, if possible, and it's local, I always try to go there, take off, just uh, double check, you know, interference and make sure all that stuff's good um, and signal's good. Um, location, location scout is important for sure. It's part of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also checking, like, you know, where the roads, where the power line, yeah. all that stuff. Um, planning, planning, planning. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's just, it's never fun. It's the same thing showing up on set. You know, you show up. I remember you talking about that. 
uh, shoot you had a, you guys had in New York. It was like the 80th floor or whatever. Yeah. And so you get there and it's super small and it's mm-hmm. your whole day is like, oh god, how are we gonna make this work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me stressing about that was me producing uh, stressing yeah. about that, going, what the hell? But it, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's gorgeous. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, like for example, uh, I remember the 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 shot that we did for Sarah Wilson. Uh, the video that we oh, did yeah, with yeah. Sarah Wilson, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you were there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how much preparation were it, it, it took you to to get the shots that that we captured? I, I love the shots. I mean, the shots following the car and and whatnot. But that was downtown. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Well, it was you know on the east side or whatever, so it wasn't right downtown. But but uh, but yeah, I mean, I went two days beforehand and put the mm. drone up and tried to scout and see you know where the best angles are and you know you want we wanted her driving in her in her pickup truck so that you want some you know foliage and you want it to look good but you also don't want to cover it so you can see where she's at you know so it's it's all it's just scouting you know it's it's the same thing as a dp yeah Um, and now another type of shot like fpv specifically Mm -hmm. i know i told you we shot the the chasing portraits episode with the the athlete throwback yeah um, how much preparation was that one? Because the shots are incredible. Yeah. I probably those are I I try to use those shots on every <laughs> reel that I put yeah, together. Yeah. Even if, I think I'm gonna be using it ten years from now because yeah. the shots are amazing, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, how much preparation do you, it took you plan? You know that kind of for for that particular location or for the shoot? I guess for I guess both. I mean, I, I'd never been in that location, um, and I knew that we were just going to be on that track. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't scout that. And it was and pretty open, right? It, yeah, it, it was open. It was I looked it up on Google and kind of just looked at the area, and I was like, yeah, it looks clear. It's a track. It shouldn't be yeah. too crazy. Um, but, but what, uh, what about permits? Um, like That one, it, it was, yeah, yeah that, that one was clear just because of where we were at and like the air, in the airspace yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we didn't have to worry about that. Um, and then as, as far as, you know, gear prep, it's, it's the same thing as we all do for DP and for stills, you know, and producing it's, you know, you, you get everything together and you make sure everything's charged and yeah. ready to go. And does everything turn on? Does it connect? Yeah. You know, I, it's like the usual. Yeah. I think, uh, those, if, if we had planned those shots, probably we wouldn't get something different, but I think, uh, part of the magic that happened that day, it was, it was almost improvised yeah. right we didn't we didn't have a storyboard we didn't have a shot list so it was like being put that thing in the air and just give well, me yeah and that, that's that's I mean, one he thing so I, I think you have flown enough though that you kind of had some plans and some things that you had ideas that you were wanting to yeah do, right? for sure and it, and it's it's always good to have references to you know so yeah, it's like yeah. I, I did check out like a couple other athletic you know i was looking at yeah, like yeah, yeah. soccer videos on instagram or fpv and and athletic videos. So it's like you yeah. get a couple of shots maybe in your head of how, you know, what you could do to. Yeah. I, I yeah, find yeah, I that good shots are, good shots are always someone has planned something. Yeah, there's something know? there usually. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because I had a specific shots in mind. Like, for example, um, the shot that we, that you got passing through the, I don't know. Oh, yeah, going thing. through the. How do you call those things? I don't, I don't remember. I was <laughs> say pylons, but that's not right. Uh, Bleachers? No. I don't the know, field the goal? The things you jump with. Yeah. The hurdles. Hurdles. There hurdles. we go. Yeah, yeah. So that was on the spot. That was kind of the side. Of, hey, let's put them like in a row and see yeah. if we c- if you can go through them. And 
that was probably what well, I was. that's why you paid for yeah. experience. Yeah, that's why yeah. You, it's, yeah. it goes back to that idea. Like it's not you know he's, he didn't have that like within the first week and going oh I'm just now flying now. Yeah. It's yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, flown it. He's probably you've probably dinged up a few uh, rotors. Oh yeah, these yeah. things. Are, yeah. <laughs> so you know <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, that's the one thing is experience is planning itself. I mean, that's yeah, hundred percent. That's the that's what I love about it is it's that is planning. And now, mind you, it doesn't take place of prep and things like that that you do for a set, but experience does speak to that. And and yeah, definitely, they can someone can tell you can shut you down and go like for me, I would be like, oh, I want to run around and I want to like to fall and be on his face, and then I want it to go down and like real low and watch his feet, and then I want it to come up. Exactly. And honestly, a, a, you know, somebody who's flying that be like, all right, let's settle, let's break these up <laughs> yeah. into different shots and figure out a way to make them all look like yeah. they blend together. But and, and yeah. that's another thing, you know, you can have everything boarded out and you can have everything set and everything planned, but it's like as we all know, things change when you're on set and people have, you know, people have an idea that say, Hey, you know, instead of this, what happens if we try this? And that's where just kind of like preparation and just practice comes in because they're like, Oh, you know, instead of going down this and turning right, why don't you turn left? And it's like, Oh, well I'm not, you know, I'm not good at left turns. And they're like, we should, (laughs) you should be later now. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) You should be practicing more, you know? Uh, What would you suggest? uh, What would you suggest for, let me tell you this story. So we had a shoot. Uh, it was close to where I don't remember the, the remember the day that Jake lost his drone. Oh, oh yeah, it yeah. Was close to him losing his drone. Yeah, and he so was very scared. Yeah, <laughs> so he lost his drone. Oh, no. He was he was trying to get a shot of of a boat. Uh, we had three people on a boat, and they were gonna just go back and forth. And the idea was to just kind of have an aerial yeah. shot of, of that. Yeah, and something happened. A bird smashed his drone and. Full, oh, yeah. fell in the water so r.i.p bird that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah. that's where you go back to what <laughs> i said you don't know what you don't know yeah. it's the black swan or as you yeah. know it's, it's the bird but, that comes in and kills your your, your yeah but let's say you're in a high production setting those shots are in the shot list like yeah do you have any any do you prepare for something like that do you have a backup? Yeah, yeah like I, I was just going to say the, the first rule in drones is if you have one, you have zero because yeah. um, it's just like shit happens, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, any, t- law. any anytime we're doing FPV stuff, I have at least like five, you yeah. know, five drones. Yeah. And they're, they're all exact, exact replicas. They're all ready to go. So it's like if something happens, uh, that drone comes down. The other one is like literally ready to go. You just put a battery on it and Holy start it. Um, and then while I'm doing the next take, uh, my tech will be like, you know, fixing whatever the thing is. So he like, you know, uh, shout out to Scott Chrysler. He's a, he's a great drone tech and great pilot. Um, uh, he's the man, but, uh, but yeah, he'll, you know, he'll be soldering on set while I'm getting the next shot. Oh yeah. And, uh, having or, a, or swatching out props or swatching out, swapping out cameras or cards or batteries or like what, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that, but that's again, going back to hiring good people yeah, uh, exactly. that you can trust and, uh, that, that know their shit, you know? Um, mm. but yeah, it, it's drones. You got to have copies yep. and, uh, it's, or you get hit yeah. by a bird and yeah. you're like, well, I guess we don't have that <laughs> shit, footage. No shit happens, yeah, I guess know? we don't get and, it. Uh, yeah. Especially with like the, the big guys, you know, if, if you're hired, if we're, hired for a commercial and it's like a big car commercial oh, and yeah. you're flying our inspire and you know that goes down it's like 
now what? Yeah, you it's know? a big so car it's commercial. Like, then you, then to, you get a yeah. you get a second, and yeah. you like bring the second, or at least like a Mavic or something. Um, but that's the whole reason you have the COI. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, if yeah. something happens, if a bird comes in and hits something, and like you suddenly that thing is broken, it goes down, it goes in the water, you cannot retrieve it. Yeah. That's the whole reason a COI exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I've I have personally tried to fly those things and they're not hard to fly but when you're trying to execute something very specific like yeah. that's where it gets difficult and that's some talent that's some that's some talent that comes into it it isn't just in it isn't <laughs> just, a matter of just talent I remember, you have to know the tech too and how to yeah. anticipate the problems yeah i remember beanie kind of laying back in a, laying back on a tree with the oh, yeah. he was using the goggles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh did you see the bird that's, did that's, you see the bird just like hit no no no, uh, no Beanie, yeah, yeah, Beanie okay. flying yeah. the FPV drive. I was hoping you were going to talk about the time that Jake lost Jake his and you had the FPV and the oh, bird just comes we saw it <laughs> we saw it just falling in I want to know what that footage looks like with the bird coming yeah. <laughs> and hitting yeah, be, that yeah, bird yeah. was attacking it, it was just yeah like, but it was funny like to see Beanie just laying back in the in the tree just because he was you were wearing the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the goggles. The goggles for FPV. Yeah, those yeah. things are crazy disorienting. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He, he did a yeah. firmware update in a hotel room one time, and <laughs> I was just in the hotel room with the goggles and holding the drone, and just like even just turning the camera a little he bit. He was like, like whoa, whoa, this is what you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, dude, it's crazy. When <laughs> yeah. your first couple times you do it, you're like, what the, what is happening? It's a trip. Yeah. 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 It feels like, how long is it? Do you feel like you have to take a moment to get used to the the? I mean, it, at this point, no. But even now, when I'm flying, I'm always le usually leaning or sitting. Yeah. Uh, like I always, I always practice just standing. But when it comes down to it, it's like if I'm on set and like it's high stakes and I have to get this shot, yeah. I would rather just you know position my body so that I can turn that part of the brain off. Yeah. And yeah. I can just you know focus like a, on like what I need game. to do. Yeah. Exactly. Like have you ever got DC like? Flying. Yeah, if you're doing crazy acrobatic stuff, but but that's like you know again if you if you lean against a wall or something, all that goes away. Yeah. So okay, he's like, okay, we got the shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely. The shot was great. Yeah. <laughs> it takes some getting used to. That's for sure. So. Yeah. No kidding. That's. But, that's I awesome. uh, I worked on a, a thing where this guy it was like he was fairly new at it, and he flew it out. It was in uh, Van Horn in West Texas, and they flew out both a drone and a um and a a plane an airplane that had like a, a whole setup so it was like he basically like went along the mountains the so small little mountains they have there uh, in van horn he's going along it and all of a sudden he's like wait and they're they're watching this thing and they're doing the fpv and it's like oh my god this is gorgeous and next thing you know is like what it's oh, oh crap oh crap and he's like it's still flying but it's flying oh and it disconnected next thing you know he's like it's off in the mountains over there, and it was right at the border of Mexico and the U.S. Oh, no. So he's sitting there, and he's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to get that back. Oh and in fact, God, he was no. going to go and look for it, but they were like, no, up that mountain, there's like cougars and everything. Cougars you are and not and going to find that people. thing. Well, yeah, that's the other crazy thing yeah. with, with FPV, because it's like the bigger drones, the Inspire 3 and the Mavics. All those have safety features, return to home. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all collect connected to satellites. FPV, there's literally nothing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like yeah. you lose signal and it drops out of the air, and it's like, well, mm -hmm. we got to go walk around and find it. You this know? was, and that's what this wow. was. And and he did have a drone, a separate drone that he could look for it, and like he couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering if I'm wondering about yeah, drug cartel just sit there and goes, "What is this?" And yeah. then like, there's somebody, there's somebody <laughs> real us. nervous now. Yeah. They're like, "We're being watched." Yeah. <laughs> 
That's but crazy. it was nuts. It was crazy. Uh, I can't imagine losing something like that. And just the feeling, the sinking feeling. What's the worst loss you've ever had with one of your drones? I think the the worst loss that uh, that I had it wasn't necessarily a financial loss. It this was, is where you play the violins. Yeah. And the we we did a, a shoot for um, um, an e-foil company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know what those are, but it's like mm-hmm. the electric surfboards, basically. Oh, so you have a remote mm-hmm. and you can pop up and, you know, it's like you're wakeboarding or surfing. And we did a, a shoot for them. And I like the whole, we probably shoot for three or four hours at going back and forth down on Town Lake. And the whole time shooting on one card, you know, getting all this great stuff and and the light just keeps getting better and better and better. And, you know, sunset comes. It's like beautiful sunset. You know, it's the middle of the summer, so everything's, well, or maybe early summer. So everything's green and lush, and it's, you know, beautiful. The footage is amazing. Uh, I was like, all right, let's do one more. And um, so I put it up, and there was a malfunction with the battery. And no. Yep. Bye-bye footage. Yeah, bye-bye oh. footage. And uh, and so it was a GoPro. Uh, it was like, a you know, a smaller shoot. And so it was on one of the smaller FPV drones, but the GoPro's uh, waterproof. Mm-hmm. So that footage is still there, probably, and it's fine. But I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta try to find it. It's like and somewhere in the ocean. So for just uh, in town, lake, ne- downtown. It's yep. in town, lake. So for the next oh, two days, I, yeah, I went out. I took my paddleboard, poked Snort around with down. a stick, oh. and I, you know, I was like going through a bunch of algae. And I was oh, like, it's, it's, it's got to be here somewhere. Oh. The water was actually really clear, but there was probably maybe a foot or two of algae on the very mm. bottom. Oh yeah. So it's like it's super clear, but then it's just green moss. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just poking around, like trying to hope, you know, hope to hit something hard. <laughs> Oh. And uh, I never got Nothing. it. Oh, so, uh, you know, it's like, well, uh, the footage is there. But uh, A, the drone's gone, the footage is gone, and the client's not super pumped. So no, no, I've learned that sad. every time, you know, if if you're on a shoot where there's any kind of risk, it's like after every take, you pull the card, mm-hmm. you'd save you know, it, you know. Cause so she got something. It was, a, it was a shitty... Uh, you know, experience, but you know, there's a, a lesson learned and it'll never happen learned. again. So hundred percent sucks. <laughs> that, that's, that's great. That's, that's great though, that you, that's the men- mentality you have of it now. I mean, you could, you could joke about it now. Yeah. It's at the real time, bad at it, the time. It had to suck real bad, but it, you can joke about it now and be like, this is what I've learned. And this is why. Yeah. And that's experience. Mistakes are, uh, I try to instill that with like my kids and I'm sure you, same thing. It's like mistakes are not, yeah. they're not the final destination. Te- technology, just, dude, yeah. technology, fails that Te- happened to me technology in a, everything will fail eventually <laughs> that happened to me in a hospital shoot that i did in new york i was so happy with the footage but then when i uh something happened i think we switch we switch uh cards mm. but the guy that i had got confused and put the this little sticker that you put zero zero one zero zero two he put it on the on, on the, the wrong, wrong one. one and then you formatted and it I, and then yeah you, i formatted oh, fuck. so everything was i wonder if there was a moment where he had, like had the two cards and he, he was, was like, like left uh, or right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, big <like> one <laughs> you can't ask about red it or blue. <laughs> look <laughs> confident anytime i doubt yeah. something anytime i doubt something i just go you know what <laughs> we're not formatting anything we're just looking at everything yeah. you know what we just put in the card it'll take you know or back in the camera it'll yeah take, 20 seconds. take 20 seconds you know how how, no. how it, it becomes unsaid it's like you just need yeah to you just forward need to keep moving and keeps going fast and it's crazy but you know yeah, that's why that's why sometimes it's best to move slow and steady and then you know it, you can actually 
get things done. I am a big, I'm, I'm all about, you know, you should never, nobody should rush. It's like a pool. It's like pool rules. No run runs, no running, no running on the, around the pool. You slip and you fall. That's how it happens. So you got to slow down yeah. and use your brain and let yeah. things, you know, yeah, work, work fast by thinking fast, not, not moving and running around. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's kind of shit happens. It happens. Yeah, man. I've, I love this chat. I think it's been really, really yeah. insightful and yeah, totally. so many, <laughs> so many things. Um, just to wrap it up, do you have someone in mind that you would like to? I got several people in mind. <laughs> like uh, name them. Sound guy Kyle Graham. Um, uh, DP uh, Andrew Baird. If you ever get a chance to sit down with Andrew Baird, mm -hmm. he's incredible. Oh, um, if you, uh, you know, as far as like Jenny. Grip, uh, key grip, uh, uh, Richard Porter. Um, I would say talk to him. I even, I think I said some names earlier, whatever I'd said earlier. Yeah, talk to them too. Like, whatever you can. Uh, they have stories, they have, they have all the experience of, of everything you could possibly imagine. And I think the great thing about this with, uh, frame of focus is you guys are really, you're talking about, real things, real problems, but you're also talking about how we get up past them and how we move in a, in, in a, you know, what we learn from those. Yeah. yeah. What we learned from that, what we learned from other people, like yeah. just, you know, listening to you guys, listening to you talk about the, uh, the drone stuff. I'm just like, okay, that, I love that, that quote you just said, uh, if you've got one, you've got zero. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, now I'm, it, it makes me think as a producer, I'm like, okay, now I know what to ask when yeah, I talk to exactly. Yeah. What's your backup and yeah. what is it like? Is it the same thing? Does it shoot the same? Yeah. You know, all those exactly. And, and I need to, and I'm, and and I, I, yeah, I, I also they, heard yeah. that you have a technician on yeah. set that can help you For with sure, yeah. whatever Which it's makes happening. me say, okay, then that's not a one man job. It's a yeah, two exactly. man. And there's yeah. prep and all that. Exactly. That's the thing is, you know, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. you have to, you have to be open to everybody. And, and honestly, frame, frame and focus, you guys are really doing the nuts and bolts. It, it may be, let's put it this way. Not everybody's going to be like, Oh, this is the most exciting thing, but there will be people that actually like, it'll educate them. It's literally, you're doing, what we talked about this day and age with information, you're putting the information together. When they listen to this, they're learning. Yeah. So Alex is going to open this podcast up when we're done and he's going <laughs> to, he's going <laughs> to learn. We're all going to learn from it. But the thing about it is that's, that's the thing is there's going to be somebody that you guys influence. Yeah. And you know, that's the main back. purpose, right? Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, not exactly. doing this for, for, uh, for more than, the best reason is that just kind of educate people. We're not. Yeah. And like real production. I thought it was getting information out feels of like a kind of closed door, uh, walled castle situation. Totally. Yeah. Like the vast, vast majority of content on YouTube and elsewhere is like people that portray themselves as cinematographers or whatever the role yeah. is. But really they, 90% of it is like sitting in that room with that setup, with that camera on the same tripod and the same lights. Lester, um, I did this talking so I vaguely about stuff. <laughs> I did this so I can get one more about of these and stay up all night because I've got to do a deck. I've got to do a pitch deck, guys. After this? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. working after this. I'm working after this, which I'll probably, if uh, I'll probably just put on the other frame and focus stuff and there you go. just listen while I'm doing yeah. that. Get us some there double speed, there one in each year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Same time. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, man. Anything to bring down the barriers and let people kind of in on this world that for a long time has been really okay. exclusive, but Total mystery, now yeah. all the camera tech that we have at our fingertips has kind of opened it up um, to 
make it more accessible. So making this knowledge more accessible. What do you? Yeah. What do you guys? Percent. What are the goals for Fragment Focus? What are the? Yeah, where are you guys the, trying to go? Where you want? What do you want to do next? I want to get Lauren Shear on here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, him and Scorsese on him. That's I want to get Christopher Nolan. Yeah, dude. By my side, talking yeah. about Interstellar. How to work up. <laughs> Practical effects nuke no, into your next. I think yeah, I think the main commercial. goal is is f- at least for myself. What I like the most is meeting new people that are, it's doing stuff. That's definitely know? definitely mm. my goal as well. Building this community and meeting more people and bringing you guys on is great too because it's like then I'm learning things yeah. and it's like our audience is learning. So it's you know it's it's great for everyone. After we're done so. with this, I got an idea that might help you guys out. That <laughs> would actually be help to move some things Off along. Off the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say this idea doors. for everybody. Subscribe to our Patreon for yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's uh, right. yeah. just trying to tell you Frame some things that might actually hours. be fun. To Alex, do, do you have someone <laughs> that you would um, like to nominate? Yeah, I think Joseph, um, the VFX animator that we work with a lot. I love Joseph. That's yeah. my boy. He's just cool. a super nice guy, but also insanely talented and seemingly entirely um, self-taught like super scrappy but making like top tier shit and it seems like that whole VFX animation rendered output stuff um, is going to be definitely like already being used on a lot of like yeah, full yeah. length like stuff. But Joseph is my special baby boy. I love that guy. I love. Yeah. I want to pick him up and be like, "You're mine forever." I'm yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of those guys amazing. that you see him come and you just want to hug him. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. I, he is incredibly brilliant. Like yeah. incredibly brilliant. He's driven too. Um, he puts out yeah. like some crazy high quality shit on his YouTube channel. He's yeah. really good. Uh, cool. Joseph is. Uh, I, I really think that would be a really good. A really good episode. Um, and good insight, yeah. yeah, just into that whole yeah. kind of world. Yeah. How, how to combine, how to bond, how to blend, you know. Yeah. How, to, how to listen to Lester or myself ask for stupid stuff that he's like, well, we really can't do it that <laughs> how, way. How um, do you deal with me? Yeah. <laughs> or me. No, no, he's had to deal with me. So actually, I think that's how it's, he could easily deal with you. He's yeah, like, I've dealt with that's Brandon. Probably, yeah. I've dealt with that's Brandon. I think Lester's kind of like a little less. There you go. Yeah, but no, he really—he's done some amazing things for yeah. uh, Still Studios. I've yeah, we, awesome. we're definitely gonna that. bring him. In a mm-hmm. cool. cool. Who you cool. guys? Who you guys looking to right now? What are, and some of the some people that you're looking at for the next few episodes? Um, I don't know. I don't really have. We have a few on the list. It also, might be, just it generally, might be the list that we made. Good job sticking with it and actually making more than one episode. I feel yeah. like half <laughs> yeah. of my friends have <laughs> made a podcast and they just yeah. kind of. And you're like, oh, this is hard. This is kind of a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a decent amount of work. Yeah. Um, I, that's it is why a lot I'm of not work. doing it. Yeah. That's why I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but yeah, it's, it's always it's cool. great to be a guest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's sure. really good to walk away, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me know when that's posted. You know? I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. We're really yeah. excited as, as we give you a thumbs up. Yeah. And go, it was real good, yeah. guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Grumble, hope, grumble, grumble. Yeah. Hope you got all my bullshit and cut me, <laughs> cut a bunch of my shit out. Yeah, trust make me, me sound smart. God damn it. Yeah. That's all right. Hard. Just a big reminder of people. You know, we have uh, the podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and we have a YouTube channel with the Frame and Focus podcast title in it so you can just type it on the search part do it subscribe like and share i suppose you guys are gonna have merch Reviews. coming soon right yeah Ooh. yeah that'd be cool Ooh. we should probably yeah. do that at some point we'll probably yeah. do that <laughs> it's like when, when we're buy, not editing all buy, of these things <laughs> buy, buy all, all right stuff. 
Thank you guys. And to the next one. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I Remember, everybody, yeah, yeah, like, for having us, man. Yeah. Like, subscribe. You better be smashing that like and subscribe <laughs> button. These guys Brennan, work Brennan, hard. Yeah. Invite people looking at the camera. All right. Every one of you that's watching right now, you know me. I will show up to your house and you'll know you. I know you'll do anything to keep me from showing up to your house. Watch it. Like it. Subscribe. Frame and focus. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, dude. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you.